This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Wal-Aqibatu Lil-Muttaqeen, ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين My beloved brothers and sisters, we as believers do realize that Allah Almighty is in absolute control of every aspect of existence. We call him Rabbul Alameen, which means Rabb of the worlds. The worlds referring to entire creation, every species and everything that Allah has made from the beginning right up to the end. And the term Rabbun refers to the one who is in absolute control of every aspect of that creation that he has created. So when we say Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, we are saying praise be to Allah, in short, Lord of the worlds. But the translation of it would mean the one who created, who nourishes, cherishes, provides for, protects, the one in whose hands lies the cure and so much more, every aspect of existence of all those whom he has created. That is Rabbul Alameen. We also believe that none can be harmed except by the will of Allah. If Allah has decreed that some harm is going to reach you, that is the only time it will reach you. And if Allah has decreed that it will never reach you, it will not reach you. The same applies to anything, even sustenance. If Allah has written that a gold coin is supposed to come in your direction, it will come to you. And if he has written that it will not come to you, it will never come to you. That which got to you was never meant to miss you. And that which missed you was never meant to get to you. Even if it was a very close miss, it was always going to miss by the will of Allah. So if we look at another hadith, the Prophet says, We've studied this hadith many times. It means, and you should know, this is part of the hadith and it's the end of the hadith. You should know, that if the entire nation, meaning if everyone gathers in order to harm you in some way, they will never be able to harm you unless Allah has written that harm against you. This is the belief in predestiny. But my brothers and sisters, that does not negate the free will to a certain extent that the Almighty has given us. In fact, he is going to ask us about how we used the will that he gave us. The capacity that he gave us, he's going to ask us on the day of judgment questions rotating around that one thing. How did you use the choices I gave you? 
the ability that I gave you, how have you used that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us about that. We are answerable for that. If Allah did not give you and I a choice, it would be unjust for him to ask us when he has forced us to do something. So there is no element of force in that which we are held accountable for. When there is a path, if I were to walk on it, I am answerable. Subhanallah. When there is something to be done and I don't do it, I'm responsible. When there is something not to be done and I do it, I'm responsible because Allah gave me the capacity. But where Allah took that capacity away, he will not ask me. For example, suddenly the earth opens and it swallows so many people. Allah's not going to ask me, why did it open? It had nothing to do with me. Even if I died as a result of that, may Allah protect us all. So what am I trying to say here? My brothers and sisters, we know that we are struggling with the coronavirus at the moment. We know that there are so many other challenges that people are facing. People have lost their jobs. They are facing uncertainty. They are facing hardship. They are facing difficulty. People are facing so much in terms of crisis. We know that. So during these times, there are some people while trying to reassure others, they make a little mistake. And sometimes that mistake is a big one. What is the mistake? It is when the truth is mixed with falsehood and it is presented to people in order to promote complacency, then we call it religious blackmail. That means the first part of what is being said is accurate. We believe it. We have never doubted it. It is part of our conviction. It is what makes us believers. But the second part that was added to it as a conclusion was wrong. It was actually something that is tantamount to disbelief at times, depending on what it is. So here goes an example of it is when someone tells you that Allah is in control. Yes, we believe that nothing will happen except by the will of Allah. Yes, we believe that nobody can ever get sick except by the will of Allah. Absolutely. Nobody dies except when Allah chooses. Absolutely. That's our belief. That's our core belief. We stand by it and we are convinced by that. Then they add to that. Well, don't worry. You don't need to take any precautions about anything because there is no such thing as getting sick or getting ill. And there is no such thing as this and that. And sometimes they go as far as saying sustenance is from Allah alone. Your earning is only from Allah. So sleep and don't get off your bed stay there and if money or sustenance is written for you it will drop through the ceiling or it will come into your bed we know that that is a joke the last part of it is a joke it is wrong it is actually something known as tawakul the difference between tawakul and tawakul i can quickly explain it to you tawakul is when you've understood Allah is in absolute control and he wants you within a capacity that he gave you. He gave you a capacity. He gave you a brain. He gave you an ability. He wants you to utilize those in order to do that which is beneficial for you in order to protect yourself as best as possible in order to exercise every precaution in order to do whatever is needed to be done for prevention in order to safeguard your property. You need to do whatever you can to look for the job, to go out, to search for it, to work hard and so on. And then you leave 
it in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It does not mean I did not believe in it from the first place. No, I did. I always believe that only Allah will give me. But I also believe that Allah wants me to fulfill a role that he has made clear through the messenger Muhammad, peace be upon him. And this is why there are people who either don't have knowledge or they do have the knowledge, but for some strange reason, they are promoting complacency. And so they forget when they are citing evidence that they need to cite the evidence completely and not just a part of it. For example, there is a hadith where the Prophet wasallam says, If you are to lay your trust in a proper way upon Allah, then he will feed you, meaning sustenance, meaning wealth and food and so on, in the same way that he feeds the bird. Okay, that sounds very interesting, which means I lay my trust in Allah. I'm convinced that I'll only get sustenance if it's written for me. And I know that Allah alone will give me. So that is tawakkul, is it? And Allah says he'll provide for me the same way he has provided for the bird. And so people stop there and they get excited and they promote complacency. They tell people, don't worry, no matter what you do, you're still going to get the same amount. So just sit back, sit at home and, you know, don't worry. You can laze around, sleep around. You don't need to make any effort and so on. Wallahi, they've lost the plot. They've missed the other part of the hadith. The rest of it says regarding the bird, the bird leaves the nest in the morning with an empty belly and returns at the end of the day, having struggled all day to look for the food. It comes back with a filled belly. That hadith means now when we marry the two in the same hadith, Allah is saying, if you were to lay your trust correctly in Allah, he will feed you the same way he feeds the bird. The bird leaves the nest early morning with an empty belly. It works all day and comes back at the end of the day with a belly that is filled. Where it got the sustenance from, how it got it, Allah provided. But was there not an effort from the bird? How can we miss that part of the hadith out? There was an effort. So to make an effort is part of your conviction in the power of Allah, the decree of Allah and the destiny. Where you are totally incapable, Allah's not going to ask you. For example, a person is paralyzed. They don't know, they cannot move, they don't know where the next meal is going to come from. We would tell them, at least talk to someone or try something, or we would reach out to them. We ask Allah to help all those who are struggling in whatever way they are struggling, my brothers and sisters. So that is regarding sustenance. There's the hadith. What about regarding sickness and plague? The Prophet ﷺ has told us that we need to do whatever is in our capacity to protect ourselves from harm. We must. The same applies at night. You cannot just leave your property unattended and leave it all strewn around or open if it is a building or a car unlocked and then say, I lay my trust in Allah. Allah says, we know that definitely only what we have decreed to happen will happen. But we asked you, we asked you to be responsible. We asked you to lock it and then say, I lay my trust in Allah. We gave you the capacity 
Your capacity was a God-given capacity. Your brain is God-given. It's given by Allah. Your capacity is given by Allah. It does not negate your faith. In fact, it is a part of your faith that you believe that I have this capacity given to the limit that Allah has given it to me. So our capacity is indeed limited. So therefore, beyond our capacity, we have to then say, I've done whatever Allah has asked me to do. Now I will definitely be laying my full trust in Allah to take care. Whatever happens now, I will not blame myself. So if the robbers come to your house and you had locked it and you had an alarm system and you had everything and they still got away with something, be happy it was the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you left it unlocked and you left it strewn and your property, your money, your gold or whatever jewelry or valuables were all over. And then you said, well, I'm a believer. Nothing will ever happen except by the will of Allah. That part of the statement is correct. And then you concluded to say, so therefore I'm leaving all of this. You were actually a fool. It's like a person who says, well, Already those going into heaven and hell are known by Allah. So what's the point of me making an effort? Well, Allah says, you don't know. You make an effort. You really don't know where you're going. So try in one direction and perhaps Allah has written that for you. But if you were not to make an effort at all, perhaps your name would be written from among those who are foolish and who would then suffer the loss in the hereafter as well, which is an eternal loss. My brothers and sisters, that's not good enough. The same applies when it comes to anything. Look at the camel. We are taught. Yes, we do have trust in Allah from the beginning. That's part of our faith. But we also believe that when we lay trust in Allah, specific trust, the general trust is there as part of our belief as Muslims. But when we lay specific trust, we have to ask ourselves, have I played my role? The role Allah has asked me to play. If not, well, that's not good enough. That is tawakul. So tawakkul is when you lay your trust in Allah after having done whatever Allah has given you in terms of capacity. And then you say, I played my role. Oh Allah, I lay my trust in you. That is called tawakkul. And Allah says, oh, you who believe, lay your trust in Allah. If you are true believers, you lay your trust in Allah after having taken all the precautions or having done, having played your role basically. So. As for those who don't tie the camel, subhanallah, like I said, we are taught tie the camel and then lay your trust in Allah. Don't just leave the camel loose and say, well, if it's meant to be lost, it will be lost. And if it's meant to be stolen, it will be stolen. That is very, very foolish. So my brothers and sisters, remember this. The same applies to someone who would like to get married. People have sisters, they have daughters or even some of the boys, the men, they want to get married and they keep praying and praying and praying, which is a very important part of it. We know that yes, who you're going to marry is written by Allah. Definitely. That's part of destiny. We believe that lay your trust in Allah. We believe that too. But that doesn't mean you sit back and you don't do anything about it. You have to make an effort. Those men who have under their guardianship or within their homes, girls or women who are looking for spouses, you need to make an effort. Without that effort, you are not going to succeed. Subhanallah. You might just come lucky, perhaps, meaning Allah may just give you something, perhaps 
because Allah wrote it for you in a specific way. But remember, many times Allah writes that this person is going to be so foolish that we're not going to give them this thing because they did not fulfill their role that we asked them to fulfill and to play. So my brothers, my sisters, let's remember this. Make an effort, go out, search, try, try again, try 10 times. Perhaps you will come right once. But if you're not going to make an effort, blame none other than yourselves. When you want to seek the help of Allah, look what the Prophet says. Ista'in billahi wala ta'jaz. Ista'in billahi wala ta'jaz. Seek the help of Allah and don't give up. Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Work hard towards achieving that which you believe is beneficial for you. Work hard. Why would Allah say that? Why would Allah say work hard towards achieving that which is beneficial for you? Seek the help in Allah and don't be lazy. Subhanallah. And don't give up either. Subhanallah. Listen to it. Work hard towards achieving that which is beneficial for you and seek the help in Allah. And don't give up and don't be lazy. Then if something were to happen to you, If then something were to happen, don't say, oh, you know, had I done this, then that would have happened. If I did this, this would have happened. If I didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened and so on. The Prophet ﷺ teaches us never use that word if, if, if. When you know you did your best and you left it in the hands of Allah thereafter, you tried, you sought the help of Allah, you were not lazy, you did not give up. Then when something happened, do not use the term if, because if opens the door of the devil. And if is from the handiwork of the devil. You know, if can fill a dictionary without actually giving you what exactly is being said. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So at this moment of crisis across the globe, we have some people tell us that don't worry, you don't need to do anything, no precautionary measures, no nothing, get along with your lives just as you're supposed to. My brothers, my sisters, when you see the reality on the ground, go if you're in a country like mine, Zimbabwe, where there are barely a few cases. Well, it's only the beginning. Look at the other countries, learn from them that we have to take precautions that does not negate our faith in Allah. In fact, that is the faith in Allah. Allah tells you to take precautions when a person is sick and ill. You don't just pray and pray and pray alone, but you pray together with medication. You take the medication in the name of Allah. You visit the doctor in the name of Allah. There are so many things. In fact, everything in our lives is governed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he tells us that I've given you a capacity, a brain, a capability. Use that to protect yourself and to do that which is beneficial for you. The rest, leave it to me. Don't become depressed because something has affected you after you tried hard that it doesn't affect you. You see the point? I tried hard that this should not affect me, but I was still affected. Alhamdulillah. I praise Allah. I know him. He wanted something out of this that is very positive. But if I did not try and worse than that, if I promoted amongst others not to try or not to, to engage in preventative measures or to take precautions, then I am guilty. I'm guilty of what? That is what is called religious blackmail. When you use religious text in order to promote complacency, 
and you've married the truth with falsehood, that is called religious blackmail. Let's be careful, my brothers and sisters. While we are filled with absolute conviction to the highest possible degree and we're improving on it on a daily basis, we should never ever become complacent. We should never be from those who have an I don't care attitude because that will result in disaster. In the same way, you apply that rule when you're driving a car, when you're taking safety measures, when you would like to protect yourself, when you wear warm clothes in winter and when you wear lighter clothes in summer, all of that is connected to the same thing. We would like to achieve something. Allah's given us a capacity. We will try our best within that capacity. We leave the rest in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant cure to all those who are sick and ill. May Allah help us to take precautionary measures and prevention. Yes, we probably at some point will all be affected by either this virus or another virus, some form of sickness. But if we took the precautions and tried to look after the amana, the trust known as the body and the health that Allah gave us, we will be rewarded for having tried and having tried to prevent and to take the precautions as best as possible. And then we will also be rewarded for the patience that we bore while we were sick and ill. May Allah grant everyone cure. Ameen. May Allah protect those who are sick and ill from further sickness and those who are not from any sickness at all. May Allah have mercy upon those who've passed on. May Allah help those who have lost their jobs to regain some form of a job and an income. Those who've lost their income, those whose businesses have closed, those who have lost a lot. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you. May Allah make easy for you. Those who've lost loved ones, may Allah grant you sabr and patience. My brothers and sisters, this is a serious matter. In my country, Zimbabwe, yes, it might still be in the early stages, but trust me, we have to learn from what has happened in other countries. Our neighbors in South Africa are struggling. It is actually becoming something very, very serious beyond the expectation of some. Subhanallah. However, there is no need to panic. We need to continue taking precautions, being the best possible human beings we can and the best possible believers we can and don't ever promote complacency. Never ever lie to people regarding what the Almighty wants from them. We don't use powerful statements in order to present a very weak conclusion or an incorrect conclusion. And from this I mean, and I repeat, that blackmail where people say, well, Allah is in absolute control and only if Allah wills, something will happen. Therefore, you don't even bother. Well, the first part of it is true. The second part of it is absolutely untrue. Remember that. You don't even bother. If that was the case, why are we praying? Why are we doing anything? Why are we even going out to earn? Why are we trying? Why are we getting off our beds? Why are we even trying to sleep? If sleep was meant for you, it would come for you while you're standing, while, you, while you're walking and talking. But we know if you want to sleep, you need to get to a bed. If you want to, to eat, you need to do something about it. If you want a job, you need to work towards it. If you want to be saved, you need to know their road rules and so on. You cannot drive on the other side and start thinking, well, you know, if death is written for me, it's going to come anyway. So I'm going to drive, whether it's this side, that side, whether it's in reverse or whatever on the highway. I don't care. That I don't care attitude is actually foolish. 
But worse than anything, when it comes from knowledgeable people, they're making a mistake. You need to know better. Excuse them. Deal with them sometimes. Let them know they are wrong. Yes, the truths mixed with the false conclusion. That is what we spoke about today. And we are letting everyone know, my brothers and sisters, be a happy person. Lay your trust in Allah. Praise Allah upon all conditions. Lay complete trust in Allah because only what he decrees will happen. Indeed, that is true. But remember, tie your camel. Remember to take precautions. Remember to make the effort that is required of you. There are so many verses of the Quran and narrations of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that prove to us that we must make the effort. We have to do that, which would actually be beneficial to us with the energy that Allah has given us. And we will only be accountable for that, which Allah has given us the capacity to do or to engage in and or to stay away from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to stay away from evil and to engage in that which we are supposed to be engaging in to promote goodness, to have firm conviction and belief. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us, protect us from statements that have in them falsehood. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us alleviation from all the suffering that we are all going through in one way or another. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.